0: lot of noise in in the world. There's a lot of different coaches and and books and self-development things telling you what you should do or shouldn't do. And while some of that might be helpful, sometimes what it does is it just brings your mind into multiple different directions. And there's so much conflicting information that you don't know what to trust or believe. And then you try one thing and then it brings you down one path and then you're kind of going back. So it's, it's creating more space to trust your own intuition and um, know that, you know, your intuition, science might call it, you know, quantum physics, spirit will call it, you know, trusting your soul or what your soul messages are, but it's that inner voice. Trust that to guide you along the way you feel it in, in the lower part of your belly. It's that gut feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. trust that. And that's, what's going to lead you to your greatest.
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, serial entrepreneur that has grown several businesses in the seven and eight figure companies, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And if you ever need help, just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time to chat with me. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, Sandy Vo. And, uh, Sandy, I think if I remember right, and she could correct me if I'm wrong, I think has heritage and, um, is Vietnamese, Indian, uh, African-American. I think I hit all of them. All right, (laughs) there we go. Um, but beyond, you know, beyond, uh, heritage, um, wanted to, or she always wanted to do her own business. So she started, uh. Uh, going down the college trap as well, graduated, got a communications and marketing degree, um, and then went uh, over to work for some startups. I think it was with meditation startups. Um, started to get a bit burned out with doing some of uh, that, so she did her own meditation, and now um, lives in the or lived in two worlds for a bit of time, and she'll get into that as far as doing a salesperson on the one hand and being a relaxed person teaching meditation on the other hand, and then had some. Um, Things go on with the sales trip that she'll dive into and decided to go over to be a meditation teacher more full time as well as uh, to grow businesses and do podcasts and all sorts of things and even doing better than uh, what she ever did with sales. So I probably killed the introduction, but that was my best attempt and uh, Sandy will correct all of the places where I messed up. But with that, welcome on to the podcast, Sandy.
0: That was a great attempt. Thank you. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. So let's dive into it a bit. So give you a chance to correct all the things that I slaughtered or hopefully at least gave or had some of the details. Right. Um, But give us a little bit of background. So you went to you started out college, always wanted to do your uh, own business, but then got uh, caught in a bit of the college trap. So maybe picking up from there.
0: Yeah, you definitely you definitely hit a lot of the spots. Um, the one part though is that meditation actually helped me to change the programming that that I had experienced. So okay. I think today on this this podcast, I love to talk a lot about external programming and doing mm. things that we think we should be doing. So college mm. was one of those things for me. So growing up as a daughter to two hardworking immigrants. I mm. always felt like I had something to prove. And I think we all feel that in some sense, right? We have something to prove to society or to our parents who want us to do really well. And mm. so uh, for me, I I went to college because it's a thing that I thought I should be doing. And mm. um, I did all of that, but you know, I experienced this sense of feeling so lost while I was in college. I was like, here I am embarking mm. on this path to, to find myself. Like I'm, I'm about to get this <laughs> degree and I'm, I'm discovering who I am. I'm partying a ton, drinking a ton and doing all the things that college (laughs) students are doing. And and the more that I study and the more that I explore, the more lost I become. Mm. And I'm like, is this this what life is supposed to amount to? Um, And that journey of burnout eventually led me to meditation where Mm. I started to rewire all of what I call external programming. And external Mm. programming is just doing things the way that society has taught you to do versus listening to your own authentic truth and mm. what is coming through for you. So meditation kind of helped me to, to come back home to that. And, um, you alluded to a lot, uh, other things that kind of happened throughout that journey too, but I'm sure we'll uncover that later on as well.
1: So, so you did that. So, and no, and I think that's a great, so you Went to college, you, you kind of went to trap. You did finish the degree. I think if we talked right, you did still, mm-hmm. even if you were trying to figure out whether it was for you, you figured, hey, I'm already in this. I might as well finish it up and have that as at, at least, for lack of a better word, a fallback or to have something that you can point to if needs be type of a thing. But right. then you graduated and you went, I think it was to sales first. Is that right? You kind of went to a sales yeah. job, kind of having yeah. those two things in parallel.
0: Yeah. So when I, when I graduated, I, you know, it wasn't like I had a job waiting for me. I think we, we, we think that, we believe that if you go to college, like you're supposed to walk out like a, like a queen and you got jobs no, waiting for you. <laughs> and it will rain
1: from the skies <laughs> and, and everybody will be the- clamoring to hire you.
0: Right. Right. Um, and that's, that's really what I was expecting, but I learned very, very, very quickly that that was not the case. And um, I started getting into sales because what I found about sales is that, I could still be my own boss. So it was a self-employment opportunity and I was in environmental sales and um, I was knocking doors. And the Mm. thing that I love so much about this is that I was doing it for something that I believed in, which was, you know, environmental health. Um, Mm. But the other thing that I love so much about it is that it really strengthened my character the, mm. the times that people would reject me, the the times that people, you know, either wouldn't open their doors or open the doors and say something that, you know, was because they're skeptical as to, as to why you're there. And um, the way that I was able to work with energy through what I do within my own meditation practice and shift somebody's mindset about something within 30 Within 30 seconds, sometimes a minute, and then be invited into their house and just have a warming conversation with them and connect with them and, and help them to see the bigger mission of, of getting environmental friendly and, and installing solar on their home um, mm. showed me a lot about that path. And so I was like, okay, I could make this work. I can teach meditation. And honor this this vehicle that has really helped me to understand myself more deeply beyond what I thought that I was or the identity that I kind of um, thought that I was attached to, Mm. and so I'm like in this feminine, this very um, relaxed nature. I'm working with, I'm I'm teaching classes to other college students and doctors and. Um, you know uh, physicians, baseball players, and that was one part of my my identity and then my other part was I was this rock star saleswoman who you know I was top charts in sales within the whole um, nation and knocking doors and you know climbing up to the charts and then I started noticing the friction that was happening from living mm. in those two worlds and I thought that in order for me to be successful, I had to either uh, only do the only do the sales job and make money that way but i couldn't live in my purpose and make money which for me my purpose felt like teaching meditation and and helping others to reconnect back to their sense of purpose And um, as I started exploring those two realms, you know, I don't know about you or, you know, where, where your belief system falls when it comes to the universe or or energy or or religion or anything like that. But I think we often feel like it has to be compartmentalized that Mm. you can't embody all, all of that, which you are. And so uh, I, I started to, uh, I started to realize through, being stubborn and not listening to what my intuition was telling me through obstacles um, mm-hmm. and and eventually something you know kind of traumatic that happened to me one day was I, I felt this, this calling, this, this inner voice, you know, sometimes you just hear that voice deep, deep within when you have those quiet moments of solitude and you kind of hear things a lot more clearly. It was mm. that subtle inner voice. I was telling me it was time for me to start teaching meditation and honor that as my path, but mm. I wouldn't listen to it. And I would seek for permission from the outside world and it wasn't until one day before you
1: dive in not to yeah. cut you off by I means but so what what was it you know because you kind of mentioned you have these two worlds right and I always look at salespeople people as high energy I don't know aggressive maybe aggressive but you know certainly self-confident high energy go get them you know the things and then on the other hand I always think of and maybe it's completely wrong but meditation is relaxed and you you know you Peaceful, and you and you listen to your your surroundings, and so you know, kind of conflicting. And so, what was it that was you? You you know, you talked about you know you didn't want to, I don't know, leave the sales. You know, it it felt like you shouldn't, or you you know, you kind of tried to ignore that inner voice. What was it that was kind of holding you back? Was it more of, as you mentioned, kind of feeling like you needed to be in the box you were told, or is it more of, hey, this is a stable job, and I don't want to leave it, and you know, I don't know if I didn't do sales, I wouldn't know what to do. Was it you know? this, I don't, you know, I don't want others to perceive me as, you know, something else or kind of what was that that held you back?
0: That's such a great question. For me, what it was, was you know, income, like I had this opportunity as a young girl making, you know, almost six figures at 22 years old. Mm. Um, I had this incredible opportunity. And I think to leave that to the outside world would seem dumb, and like stupid and illogical, like to be doing that, you know. Um, And so for me, what held me there was that it was it was bringing in money. And this is another Mm. thing. Sometimes, when you're on your entrepreneurial path, Uh, there's a very big difference between cost and worth, right? Mm. Like when you look at money and you look at what's truly behind it, which is energy, it, it, it might cost me what, what it's worth for me in that, in that moment of taking that job is that, I get to make money, like I get to pay my bills, I get to have money coming in to um, take care of my cell phone bills and the food in my fridge and and all of that, right? Mm. That's, that's what it's worth. But then what it's costing me in that moment is not living in my purpose feeling like mm. i'm waking up and not fully fully being authentic to myself feeling like i need to compartmentalize my life and be you know one one type of energy here but then be a completely different energy here and you can't hide that because there, I can't tell you how many times I went into homes where people would be like, is there something else that you do? And, or somehow they would just pour their life story and they would share with me more mm. beyond that. And I was more attracted to that to begin with. And so there's a difference between cost and worth. So in that moment, I really had to reevaluate and ask myself, okay, well, well, what is the true meaning behind this money? And what is it really doing for me? What, what is it worth, right? Like, is it, it is the money worth um, is it only, is a worth lied in just paying the bills or is it more than that? Like, can it be a vehicle for more than that? And then at the same time, what is it costing me? So once I started looking at that, it, I was able to make easier decisions.
1: And what I think, cause I, I think building on that, cause I think that regardless of, you know, what is the pool between, cause I think even an entrepreneur or startups and small businesses, people generally, it is difficult if you have a good job, a good income, and you're saying, Hey. I'm making good money. I'm I'm able to live the lifestyle I want, but I really want to do this over here, and this is really what I'm drawn to. You know, you always have a bit of that tug and pull, and for everybody, it's different. Some people you want to be your own boss. Some people want to have their do it their own way. Some things they think they can do better. But whatever it is, it is always that kind of that leap or that you know jump across the chasm because you don't know if you go do the thing that you're passionate about and that you want to do whether or not it's going to work out. You know what you're doing right now is going to work out, or at least you'll have the income, but you don't know if the other thing well but what is interesting and I'm chatting and now i think we're on episode 145 or so i can't remember which one we're on but most of the time when people do make that jump they're more successful they make more they're happier than when they were doing their other job and so they make the jump and then they're always i wish i'd done it earlier because yeah. i make more and i'm happier and it's a better circumstance so maybe diving now back into your journey which is so you were kind of having this tug and pull trying to figure out what you should do which or which path you should take having living into work Worlds, and then you started to build up and then I interrupted, my apologies, the, uh, the catalyst kind of for what maybe pushed you in that direction or decided to finally make the jump or kind of or go to, towards med- meditation and leave the sales world?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you interrupted because that was a really great question. Um, yeah, I think sometimes, and I've, I'm sure you've had a lot of guests share this on your podcast as well, where it's that moment of pain. It's like the lowest of lows and lows. It just strikes you with a bat and where sometimes you need that in order to wake up to your mm. reality and to listen. And so for me, unfortunately, um, that happened in a, a way that uh, finally whacked me in the face and, and really woke me up. Uh, one day I knocked on the door of one of my referral clients. And uh, the result of that was sexual molestation. And it was something that I just had no idea that was coming. It was in a very wealthy, affluent neighborhood, broad daylight. And Mm. it's just, you, you just, it's just like, how, how did this even happen? Um, I just got into this space of almost shock and I ended up booking trips and, and traveling for two months. Um, didn't work because it was just, it was a very uh, a traumatic experience for me. And um, through the two months of being in more quietude and and not you know, deepening the wound by forcing myself to go back on the doors, I realized that this was this was God's way or the universe's way of speaking to me because I wasn't listening mm. and um if anything, it taught me uh, that the intuition that I have within my my body there's so much wisdom and knowledge there and sometimes like when you don't listen to it these experiences happen to really wake you up Mm. and i woke up all right and i remember towards the end of december of i believe 2016 when i sat down with my district manager and i gave him my notice um you know to to leave my leave my job and then i started my business from there and like you said that was a really hard decision to make because I was walking away from huge growth opportunities. I was, you mm. know, I was, I was also, uh, I had this opportunity where they would relocate me, um, you know, for twenty thousand dollars, right? And it goes back to that same thing that we talked about before of okay, like cost and worth. Yeah. What, what is this costing me if I, if I choose this and what, what is this worth to me? Right. Um, because that's going to look different and money isn't always, is isn't always the, the, the catalyst. It's just the um, it's the energy behind it. And so when I finally made that leap and transitioned into starting my own business, uh, first of all, the, the prize, I guess that I received from that, or the gifts, the gift, I should say that I received from that was this sense of just inner peace, just knowing Mm. that like that, it's like this, you know, when you've made the right decision, when you not, not only it's not a wave of relief that you're feeling, because sometimes the relief that comes in is really just your ego, um, making a decision because it's afraid. It's that peace Mm. that you feel in your heart and your mind and your body and everything just feels aligned. And you're like, okay, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. The second gift that I received from that were that people just started gravitating towards me that are people that I would wanna be working with without me even going out there and promoting my services, which I found really interesting to, to, to kind of observe. And then the third thing was now I have a vehicle where I can express my hmm. my uh, meditation practices and put it as my business. And so-, uh, so
1: let, let me dive in just one question to that. And first of all, you know, sorry to hear on the, the sexual harassment stuff. That is certainly never a fun experience and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So, you know, but it, it sounds- not to say that it's a positive but at least it gave you the catalyst to turn it into something positive to really pursue what you wanted to do now give me an idea when you decided okay you know i'm this is my catalyst this is what i'm going to pursue what i want to pursue i'm not going to live in the two worlds and be pulled you know feel like you're pulled apart. Was that, you know, one day, you know, I decided I'm going to leave sales and I'm going to go meditation full time. Was it over a period of time? Did you set it up over six months or a year? Kind of, how did you make that transition to say, Hey, I'm going to go do what I want. I'm not going to live in the world where first of all, people aren't respecting me. And then second of all, you know, I feel like I'm kind of too different or getting pulled apart. How did you make that transition?
0: Yeah. Great question. It definitely is not a transition where it's like, it's a moment that comes up and suddenly you take action right away. And, um, it, for me, it probably took me a whole year, you know, mm. to like, Literally, wake up and go to work every day, not enjoying what I was doing, or not feeling like I was living in alignment with what what, what I was meant to be doing. And you know, if you're in a full time job right now and you want to transition to having your own business, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, you probably have that letter written already. That two <laughs> weeks to to kind of leave your job, and it's just been sitting there, and you're thinking about it, and you're like making up how you're going to have the conversation with your boss in your head, but you're not taking the action yet. And so that was pretty much what i was doing for the entire mm. year and of course i was holding on to it until all these these events started unfolding to kind of lead me in that direction and mm. so you have a choice you can either choose to honor that calling right now and take the action to back it up and 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 do the hard thing have the hard conversation Or you can just wait, but when you wait, just know that there will be something that unfolds in your life to wake you up and shift you out so that Mm. you can honor, you know, that path that's unfolding for you. And really that's how a lot of the world's greatest inventors and millionaires were born.
1: Mm. No, and I agree. And I and I you know, for me it was so I worked at, you know, some large law firms. I got burned out in the sense a little bit different story, but you know, I always, it's always interesting. The commonalities, everybody has a different journey, but they all, there's some, you know, keys that are the same. I was working for a large law firm, making good money, working tons of hours, getting burned out. Didn't want to do that. I, and I also thought, Hey, I want to do my own thing. I think I can do it. I think every entrepreneur thinks they can do it better than everybody else. <laughs> Otherwise you would never do it. Right. If you thought somebody else could do it better then you say they should do it. And so I'm saying, Hey, I think I can run my own firm better. And it was kind of the catalyst of, you know, how many, how long, how many conversations I had with my wife, how many times I think about doing it before I actually jumped in and decided, hey, you know, I've got enough of it in place. It's not a for sure thing, but I, I'm going to make the leap and then you're a lot happier, a lot more successful and it goes a lot better. So it's always interesting. I th- to your point, I think there's always catalysts that people are saying, I'm going, you know, wake up, I'm going to do it. And yes, I've been thinking you're planning this for a long time. We're just going to make that transition and that shift to what we really want to do. So now yes. you take that maybe a question for you take that oh go ahead
0: i want want to speak to that a little bit um what really helped me in that time was realizing that everything was a means to an end and everything Mm. is temporary so when i went back to that i realized this job that i have right now is a means to an end so if i know that my ultimate purpose Mm. is to teach meditation to high performers then right now i can go to work and i can make the money put in my savings account right so i saved a a good amount of money as Mm. a runway for me to start my business and that helped me to to keep going Mm. until I couldn't go anymore. So I think that always helps to go back to that thought of everything is temporary. This is just a means to an end. It's not forever.
1: And I think even to your point, it's also you have a plan of, hey, I'm going to set this much money aside. And when I get here, I'm going to just pull the trigger. And so you kind of now that way, it's not quite as scary of, hey, I'm just going to quit my job one day and I don't know what I'm going to do or how it's going to work out. But you say, here's how I'm going to do it. But then you stick to the plan. You save the money, you put it aside and you say, okay, I'm here. I promised myself I was going to do it. Let's go. So yep. now you make that, so you put that money aside, you keep going for, you know, about a year and you, then you get to the end of that, you know, how you make the leap, you make the jump and start going to meditation, doing, you know, growing the business, doing other, you know, avenues and whatnot. How was that? How did that go for you? Was it everything you dreamed? Was it perfect? Did it just launch perfectly? Was it a rocky road? Was it ups and downs? Was it pivots or twists or how did it go for you?
0: It's such a great question. It's so fun to talk about, right? Um, I remember the first time that I put something out there was a beginner's meditation course and it was literally mm. beginner's meditation. that's what it that's the name of the course. And <laughs> I was like, so many people are gonna hop on this. we're living in a stressful time and and all that stuff and I remember when I launched it, crickets were chirping and I had one person that was my friend that enrolled into the program and mm. you know what I started learning about business is that, I was like, holy crap, my business is my spiritual practice. My business is the vehicle for me to know myself a little bit more because it pushes your, you get to meet the edges of yourself that you don't get to meet if you were comfortable and getting paid a nine to five job or knowing where your income is going to come from. Mm. And so I started learning more about, um, first of all, myself, but then I started learning more about marketing in general. And this is when my degree really came into place. So I started to kind of, um, understand where people's minds were at and the levels of consciousness that we all are, are at, right? So there's three different levels of consciousness. There's the unconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the super conscious mind. I realized that most of the people that I was talking to were in an unconscious, they, they were mainly performing from an unconscious state. And so when they hear things like beginner's meditation, it's like, what's that it kind of turns them off they don't know they don't know what it means um there's a lot of um kind of negative mainstream connotations around meditation and Mm. so I realized okay if I change my my wording if I said if I called it gifted from chaos to clarity Mm. now how will people respond to it and when I changed it gifted from chaos to clarity I started attracting Mental health counselors and business owners and high, high achievers that were looking, that were mm. living in a place of chaos, that were trying to find clarity in their, in their lives. Now, they don't know that the underlying thing is meditation mm. that's going to be the tool to help them, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And so it took me kind of going through that it was it was probably about six months where I, I was going through that that whole process until I launched the program and then I filled it um and it was sold out with my first round of my course so that took me about six seven months to kind of eventually get there
1: no and I, I think that's interesting in the sense that you know first of all you had the runway so you could figure it out you know you built that in for yourself but then you know as with almost all businesses, and initially when you're gonna launch, you have kind of in your mind's eye, how it's gonna work out, what it's gonna look like, and then you meet reality and very seldom is the reality the same as what you have pictured in your mind and so even as simple as you know how you brand it or how you approach it such that people are saying you know meditation is where you just sit there and you go oh i don't know what it is yeah. but that's always what it's pictured on for tv for me but you know getting the better message across of how this is beneficial this is why you do it and as simple as calling it something different such that people remove the or the connotations or the things that they have pictured or what they've been taught on television so i and then i think it's awesome what we talked a little bit about before is that you know you take that six months you start to fill up classes you start to build it and by the end or by today i guess not the end but by today you know you're doing better or making more money and being more successful than you were in your sales job
0: yeah not only that but i think success is something that is defined differently by each and every person it's unique to you and your path right and mm-hmm. i've learned for me that the ultimate um peak of success is is peace having that mm-hmm. inner peace and i i've said Multiple times that I'm a successful woman because I have so much peace in my heart, and it's actually that peace that allows me to even observe the the income that comes in and what it does for me, and the ripple effects that it does for my team mm. that I have now that I built, right, um, mm. and how that changes their life. And so, you know, for me, it's become so much more than just the money that comes in, but it's it's this this road to kind of knowing who you are on the path, and that's what I find so. Um, powerful about this, this, of being innovative and inventive and like, you know, be, being willing to go against the grain is you mm. learn so much more about yourself. And when you learn those things about yourself, and you um, define what success means to you, that's your greatest gift to the world, right? And, and that's really what it gets to be.
1: No, and, and I'm, I certainly agree with all that. And you kind of hit on one note, but it kind of brought to mind is, you know, my mantra is always, you know, money has diminishing returns in the sense that, you know, I always laugh at people say, you know, you can't, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but if you never have any money and you're always eking out a living, living hand to mouth or don't know where the next dollar's coming from, you're not, it's going to be hard to have a happy life. But by the same time, once you hit enough, you know, you can or get your provide for yourself you can have your living as you need then money starts to become a less of a a having a less return it doesn't have the same return in in happiness and joy and that's where i think it pushes a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of people saying okay i've got enough money i can do the things i want to do money is no isn't the object it's the other things in life and that can be in the forms of you know following your passion having time for family raising kids Traveling, whatever it is, but it allows you to uh, do the things you want to do because you you find out that money is no longer the thing that you focus on because it doesn't have that same return.
0: Yes, but then it's what's so fascinating is because you're not focusing on it, more of it just comes in, right? (laughs) Because you're focusing on the energy that's behind it. And I love what you talked about, because it's just like a relationship, just like the relationship, Devin, that you have with your wife, or the relationship that I have with my fiance, it evolves Mm. over time. And, you know, speaking back to the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was charging $50 an hour. And I remember the first client that I had, I remember her coming back to me like, a week or two weeks and, uh, two weeks later and just saying how much her life has changed, how she's been able to sleep better and how she's been mm-hmm. able to mend the relationship with her partner and then make more money in her business. And I was like, wow, here I am. I don't even have enough money to pay my telephone bill, not to mention buy toilet paper. <laughs> like, you know, it, and that's when I realized the scarcity that was in that and, mm-hmm. and, and how I was diminishing my own value by not charging enough, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when that's when you really start to create a new foundation around money and what that means to you. Cause if I, for me growing up with immigrant parents, there was this hardwired belief that you had to work hard in order to make more money. And then there was a ceiling that, that was kind of there as well because you can only work so hard. Um, so I really had to uh, I, I felt afraid of success because of that. And the fear of success is very subtle. Mm-hmm. A lot of people starting their own businesses there's a fear of failure. That's probably like the main, most prominent and obvious fear. But most of us don't even realize the fear of success in that, mm. Oh, what if I make more money than my family has ever made? What does that mean? How are people going to treat me? How are my relationships going to change? Mm. And that's a very subtle one. And I learned that through the relationship that I have with money and how it evolves over time. Right?
1: Absolutely. And now as we wrap up and not to cut you off, as we wrap up towards the end of the podcast, there are always so many things that I wish I, we had time to talk about. There's always so many fun conversations or rabbit holes and everything I'd love to chase down. But given that we try and keep it to 30 minutes, I'll jump to the last two questions I always have at the end of the podcast because those are always fun as well. So the first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was your worst business decision and what did you learn from it?
0: My worst business decision, I would say not believing in myself, you know, just, just charging very low and operating from a scarcity mindset. And what I learned from that is that you are worth so much more and you get to define what that looks like. And money is an energy exchange. So the more that I work to prioritize my energy, which probably doesn't make sense for a lot of people to rest more, you -hmm. know, and, and do more of what lights you up, the more that I do that the more that my desires will come into my life. So that's mm. really what I learned about, you know, charging more.
1: No, and I, I think that, that that certainly at least makes sense to me. So
0: yeah.
1: now the second question I'll jump to that we, I always ask is, um, if you're talking now to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: Create enough space so that you can listen to yourself, your own intuition, because there's a lot of noise in in the world. There's a lot of different coaches and and books and self-development things telling you what you should do or shouldn't do. And while some of that might be helpful, sometimes what it does is it just brings your mind into multiple different directions. And there's so much conflicting information that you don't know what to trust or believe. And then you try one thing and then it brings you down one path and then you're kind of going back. So it's, it's creating more space to trust your own intuition and, um, know that, you know, your intuition science might call it, you know, quantum physics spirit will call it, you know, trusting your soul or what your soul messages are, but it's that inner voice trust that to guide you along the way you feel it in, in the lower part of your belly. It's that gut feeling, right? Like Mm -hmm. trust that. And that's, what's going to lead you to your greatest inventions.
1: No, I think that that that's some great words of wisdom, and certainly people should take to heart. Well, as we wrap up, people want to find out more. They want to use your class. They want to or participate in the in the meditation, or what was the name of it? From uh, chaos to clarity, is that right?
0: Nope, it's Prosperous School Self Realization.
1: Okay, sorry, and sorry, I messed up on the name there. That was
0: the old. That was my first program. Yeah.
1: Okay. That, at least I did not completely miss it. Um, but people want to find out more about the classes you teach. They want to be a a client. They want to uh, reach out to you. They want to find out more. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What is the best way to reach out to you, connect up and find out more?
0: Yes. Well, we actually just created a whole new online experience. We wanted, uh, sanctuary for people to kind of retreat to because the online space can feel very overly stimulating so mm. you can find all of this information on sandybo.com that's where you'll get to kind of experience um the, the online space and, and really everything that i teach uh mm. and graphs the program join the program or listen to my podcast prosperous the podcast if you want to dive in more on your journey
1: all right and i think that sandy s-a-n-d-y and then last name v-o was for bo right Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to check out com. find out more about the course about how to get clarity in your life, how to be more prosperous via the prosperous or prosperity or prosperous school and everything else you have going on. Um now thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. For the other listeners on the podcast, um, if you ever want to share your journey, we'd love to have you on. Tell your story. Just go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. If you're a listener, make sure to click subscribe so you can get a notification as all the new awesome episodes come out. And also make sure to give us a rating uh, so that other people can find out about the podcast. But last but certainly not least, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks, reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Go to strategymeeting.com. We're here to help. Thank you again, Sandy, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last.
0: Thank you so much, Devin. Thank you for having me.